ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 325th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Which comes to me through my website at iirsports, one word, dot com. As always, I will give you my event of the week, highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from the week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my event of the week that I covered was the Patriots running back, James White's Sweet Feet for strikes bowling event to benefit the Boston Medical Center. I talked about it on the show last Monday, and it was held on Monday night. And just a terrific event, as always, uh, with many Patriots players attending, and as always, lots of money raised. James White uh, took the mantle from Jared Mayo. It used to be called the Mayo Bowl, and James White now has taken up the cause, and as you may know, Jared Mayer retired a couple years ago, so James is doing a great job, uh, and last Monday was basically his first one last year, both Jared and James put it on uh, together, but James was the, the host last Monday and just did a great job. Uh, former Patriots quarterback and current radio announcer Scott Zolak was terrific in working with James on the auction items, which were just fabulous. And uh, just a terrific night had by all. Packed. It was a rainy night, but that didn't keep anybody away. Uh, that's for sure. And you had players from Joe Cardona to Deron Harmon to Devin McCourty. Uh, and many, many others in attendance. It was just terrific and packed house and one of my favorite events. It's held very close to where I live, so very convenient to boot at uh, King's Bowling Alley in Dedham, Massachusetts. Uh, Along Stephen Goskowski field goal down the road from down Route 1 from Gillette Stadium. So, uh, Again, off and running uh, under the stewardship of James White, and he's just a terrific, terrific guy, Um, and he's having a terrific year to boot. He is uh, catching lots of passes out of the backfield and continuing his absolutely amazing Super Bowl and the role he played in the comeback against the Atlanta Falcons a few years ago. And he's just become uh, a staple, uh, both out of the backfield as well as uh, running. So, 
good for him. And here's to many more years for James White hosting this event. Well, under the NFL weekend and what a weekend it was. Uh, my highlight of the week is clearly just the great quarterback play that we saw. Start with Ryan Fitzmagic, also known as Fitzpatrick, lighting it up for the Tampa Bay Bucks and tying or breaking NFL records with uh, four TD passes in each of his first two games, as well as both being 400-yard passing games. It's just amazing. <clears throat> of course, Patrick Mahomes, new quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, also tying and breaking NFL records for fast start, first two games, six touchdown passes yesterday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was amazing to watch. He has 10 in the first two games of the year. So it's just nothing short of remarkable. Uh, the difference here is pretty simple uh, between the two is that Patrick Mahomes, we've been hearing about him, obviously Andy Reid. Uh, thought highly of him enough to trade very, very solid quarterback Alex Smith to the Redskins to thereby handing the job to Mahomes, who is all everything and more that anybody could have had hoped for him with the highest of highest expectations. But not the same for Ryan Fitzpatrick. When Jameis Winston was suspended, uh, the first thing we were hearing about was the Incredibly tough start to the schedule and uh, for the Tampa Bay Bucks on the road to New Orleans at home against the defending world champion Philadelphia Eagles yesterday. And that made no matter whatsoever to Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, the Bucks, and for that matter, the other two Florida teams, Jacksonville and Miami are all 2-0, and so the Sunshine State has to be loving that. The, I should say the football-mad Sunshine State, so good for them. It's nice to see uh, the Florida team's doing so well. Uh, but anyway, so nobody ever expected the Bucks to be 2-0 and and Ryan Fitzpatrick to be setting records. In fact, it was really... Uh, a tale of woe, the season's ruined with a fast, that, that tough start will just ruin the season. And it's been anything but. So hats off to both of those guys. They're just been amazing, amazing to watch. Uh, good quarterback play in that Vikings-Packers tie as well. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins. Both did uh, some amazing things. Kirk Cousins' uh, pass to Adam Thielen was just nothing short of a miracle, how he got it in there between two guys. Of course, it ended badly. Uh, by that, I mean a tie. Hard to believe there's been a tie in each of the first two weeks. Of course, in week one, the Browns and the Steelers tied. So nobody's happy about a tie. That's for sure. So it's been... Uh, but it was just a great day uh, for NFL football. But part of that great day, or should I say memorable day, was what is my low light of the week, which was the uh, if for all the great quarterback play we saw, we also saw some bad kicking. 
And I'm, of course, referring to the Cleveland Browns, who had the New Orleans Saints on the ropes in the dome and missed an extra point to at the at the end of the game after the Saints had driven down and taken uh, taken the lead. Uh, Tyrod Taylor threw basically a Hail Mary, uh, caught, and then the kicker missed the extra point. And we got to overtime, and the kicker missed the tying field goal, and the Browns lost again. Uh, they just are the most snake-bitten team, it seems, of all time in finding new ways to lose. Uh, but uh, they're getting close, so they're 0-1-1, oh, <laughs> which for them is uh, better than it's been, shall we say, in previous years. Um and then, of course, the Vikings kicker, uh, not getting it done as well. Chance to win the game in overtime. Uh, did not go through. So it is just uh, incredible to watch. Uh, you, you know, uh, Dan Bailey, formerly of the Cowboys, is suddenly, uh, and I think the most accurate field goal kicker in NFL history, is suddenly a pretty hot commodity. Uh, hot topic last night. Uh, it sounded like he maybe has turned down four job offers, so he must be looking for something very specific, which I assume would be uh, signing with a contender. But we shall see. Um, some teams. Speaking of low lights that really uh, are having their problems is first and foremost the Steelers. Number one. They gave up six touchdowns to Patrick Mahomes. And Antonio Brown uh, was acting up on the sideline. Uh, they were down 21 nothing before he could blink an eye to the Kansas City Chiefs in Heinz Field, let me add. And uh, they've got issues. They, of course, tied the Browns in the opening week. Um, we all know about the Le'Veon Bell situation. Um they're at an absolute critical juncture here. And then going back to the Tampa Bay Bucks, lo and behold, who are they hosting next week in Tampa? Week from tonight, but the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we all know the Bucks are on a roll. The Steelers are anything but. Uh, and you just know that the Bucks, uh, it's going to be huge down there. Uh, the Patriots were down there for a night game last year, a Thursday night game, I believe. And, you know, it just takes on these uh, Super Bowl level uh, of anticipation down in Tampa. Uh, I happened to be down in that area when the Patriots were in town. And it was a huge deal. And I guarantee you that it's a huge deal already. Looking forward to next Monday night and uh, getting, getting at the Steelers. So that should be a really interesting game. Uh, the New York Giants... Not looking good last night at all against uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Just no offense, despite having Saquon Barkley. Uh, they just they look lost. There's just no other way to say it, in my mind. And then for the game of the day, uh, certainly up here from the New England point of view, obviously the Patriots uh, took it on the chin against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have been chopping at the bit since the AFC Championship game last January. For this game, 
I'm guessing it's one of the biggest regular season games in Jaguars history. It was the hottest NFL game at 97 degrees since 2003 of any NFL game. And 97 is hot, even for Florida. It may get up in the high 80s or low 90s, but 97 is not a temperature you see very often, especially in the northernmost point of Florida, Jacksonville, on the Georgia border. So all credit to the Jags. They just come out, took control early, and just throttled them. Blake Bortles looked fantastic. The defense looked uh, every bit uh, like the great, great, great defense they are, perhaps the best in the NFL. For the Patriots, obviously the Jaguars made them look really, really bad. Uh, and can't help but be reminded, uh, being up here in the Boston area, a mere 20 minutes from Gillette Stadium, that you know we've seen this before, whether it was the famous Kansas City Chiefs game, uh, on, I believe, a Monday night that spawned the We're On to Cincinnati quotes from Bill Belichick. Uh, the New Orleans Saints smoked them a couple years ago, uh, a number of years ago now, down in the Superdome. Um, so it's not like the Patriots have, have not had bad losses in the past during their dynasty, those two specifically in recent years. And, uh, you know, they always come back. Um, I expect more of the same uh, with this edition of the Patriots. No reason to believe otherwise. The history speaks for itself, and they still have Belichick and Brady. Um, but a lot of cause for concern. Um, they're going up to Detroit to play this coming Sunday night against their former defensive coordinator, now the head coach of the Lions, Matt Patricia, who himself has uh, his own set of issues, uh, to say the least. And uh, they, of course, got smoked against the Jets at home in the opener. Uh, looked a lot better yesterday and playing competitively against the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo. But nonetheless, they did lose. So that should be uh, interesting to watch as well. So all in all, just a fascinating red zone watching NFL day, just great endings across the board, one score games, Cam Newton heaving it up at the end, trying to tie the Falcons. Uh, and lastly, just on a high note, before I forget, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, stole the show when he showed up uh, looking every bit like Conor McGregor. With that uh, distinctive beard, but more importantly, he had the clothing, uh, the glam, the chains, the sunglasses, and downright comedian uh, wearing Deshaun Jackson's clothes and chains. And it was just uh, great theater, to say the least. Um, he was funny and, you know, let the good times roll in Tampa Bay. I think it's just terrific. I think it's uh the Bucks in general, Fitzpatrick in particular, along with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, are the the stories of the NFL young season so far. And oh, by the way, breaking news in the last uh, hour or two that Carson Wentz has been cleared to play and will be starting this Sunday for the Super Bowl champion, Philadelphia Eagles. So now let's take our break, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham. 
veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports, so don't go anywhere. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America Sports Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now... Back to the show. Where's America listeners? Welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports, joins us. And AP, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, John. Thank you so much for having me on this show. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, as always, we love having you on, especially this time of year, uh, college football season. And as always, you are in attendance covering number one Alabama's game on Saturday. And uh, uh, what a you know, must have been a great time down at the Grove and in Oxford, Mississippi, as they played Ole Miss, who has uh, given them some problems over the years, but certainly was not the case on Saturday, right? Not for the, uh, excluding the first 11 seconds, John, when they scored a 75-yard touchdown on a beautiful pass from Jordan Tamu to DK Metcalf, which was well executed. Alabama just dominated. They scored 62 unanswered points, but that didn't even break their record. Alabama once scored 63 unanswered in the 1989 game when they were down 21-zip 
winning 63 to 28. Really? No, that's a that's a fact you can't get anywhere else. <laughs> that, that's for sure. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it was a shocker. I was watching, and the opening, I'm sure everybody, you know, rooting for Alabama, covering Alabama, who knows Alabama, had to be thinking after that first long pass, just here we go again, right? Um, yeah. You know, Ole Miss has beaten them twice in the past few years. Yeah, and this time, John, I was thinking to myself, well, I knew that, I thought Ole Miss would score some points. I thought probably 21 to 24, so maybe even 20, something like that. But they just totally shut them down. They ended up with 133 yards total passing, so that's 75. My math is right. That's only 58 yards the rest of the entire game, and that's what three NFL-type wide receivers that will play in that league besides, and they had some young players as well that are outstanding. So I was really happy and surprised for the secondary of Alabama, the way they performed. Yeah, I mean, they're just, uh, boy, AP, you know, from afar, from up here up in the northeast, Alabama just looks to be, like, at this point, after whatever couple of games, the, the best team they've had. And we're talking about a team with, you know, multiple national championships in the Saban era dynasty. But right now they just look uh, unstoppable. And really it's all about Tua. I mean, to me, where, I, where I'm coming down on this now and see if you agree, you're up close with it. Uh, you know, Tua has now sort of emerged, not only is that who will start thing seem like a distant memory, He's emerged from, to me, like being, you know, just the Alabama quarterback on a fabulous team and, and they're doing well and he's, really, and he's really good. I see a guy who is just maybe the Heisman front runner, supremely talented and just a, a breakout star in every sense of the word who is, you, you know, shall we say, it may sound weird, but like already after just a few games and of course his introduction to America with the national championship heroics of last year, you know, emerging out of this already out of breaking out of the shadow of just sort of the Alabama football. He is that good. He's special. And I don't think anybody would disagree. No, John, I think that's what you have just stated is a very accurate and thorough analysis because Tua is the difference. They've always had these, four- and five-star receivers, running backs, offensive linemen, uh, tight ends. uh, But he can connect with all those units to make them more efficient and productive. And I've never seen this at Alabama in the offense that they're running now to take full advantage of all facets of their personnel. Right, and if you haven't seen it, nobody has because you've been covering them for uh, most of your life, or you know, so to speak, and uh, covering them and/or following them throughout your life, and uh, what a run it's been. And I, I totally agree. Uh, I am suddenly looking at Alabama in a completely different way than I've looked at them in the past. Which is, you know, I know they were great. I know they're often number one, probably going to win the national championship. But now I'm just looking at them as, frankly, unstoppable. 
And as good as they've been, I haven't really ever quite reached that point. But uh, I'm there now, boy. And it's, and it's all because of Tua, obviously, because I know from history what the rest of the team is comprised of, which is four- and five-star recruits, like you said, like nobody else has. Yeah, it's, it's really like a professional team, John. And then you have Jalen Hurts as your backup, right? need be, to compete against certain teams. And, John, the only Achilles heel I've noticed is the kicking game right now. I would say the kicking game, specifically the field goal aspect, they make one, miss one, make one, miss one. That's kind of like a dance that you don't want at a, you know, at a party, right? The, right. Make make one and miss one. So they've got to improve in that area. But I'm not sure they're going to be in that position too many times. But it only takes once. Yeah, obviously curious. You know, again, it's kind of an Achilles heel during the Saban era. We all remember, you know, that game against LSU few years back when kicking cost them and uh but yeah it's it's again just kind of curious that you know Saban has not been able to recruit whoever the best player kicker in the country happens to be if not the top three kickers in the country because you know to me it would be a a great appeal to a young high school kicker would be for Nick Saban to come in and just say you know someone like you is the only thing we've been missing and we've still been winning national championships. You come to Alabama, and you, you know, and you're going to be the difference maker. And I, I think to hear that pitch from him for a high school kicker would be uh, no way you say no to that. I would think. I don't know. So, but you know better than me. It's just it has been an Achilles heel in recent in the Saban era. You know, off and on. Yeah, John, it's been a mystery. But I would say that. One thing uh, that Alabama has tried to do is Joseph Boulevard, the person who kicked on Saturday, he was a top kicker coming out of high school, and they do have a kicking camp in Alabama, I know, which I think like 100 kickers show up, so they're evaluating these people all the time. But it just, I don't know why when they arrive on campus, they're not as successful as when they were in high school. It's I'm not sure what the differences are, Maybe the football. I mean, I mean, I just don't. I don't have any idea. But they try to get the top place kickers in America, and it just has not worked out. Now it's early in the season, and just, right. you know, Joseph Boulevard had a chance to regroup. He missed terribly. Hooked it left on a. I think it was a in the thirty yard range, thirty five yard range. But he made a forty four yard, which. You can, if you can figure that out, I mean, I tell it to the kicking coach, I guess, because how do you make a 44-yarder but you miss on the 30-something, you know, you know over, I think you're overthinking your your mechanics or something because you hooked it way to the left. It had no chance, no chance. But, right, right. Uh, one thing I'd say, you know, and then they had a transfer come in from Temple, John, Austin Jones, who had a, a, a 19 uh uh, consecutive makes in a row at one point at Temple. Another good prospect, right? Graduate transfer, gets to Alabama. He's missed three extra points and a 27-yarder in his first game. So, uh, go figure. Go figure. I mean, we need only look back to yesterday afternoon in the NFL to know uh, 
the weirdness, shall we say, or the unpredictability would be the right word of kicking, period. It's just, uh, you know, you just never know. And as a result of, yeah, I mean, the, the all-time example to me in recent years is Roberto Aguayo, the greatest kicker in college football history, if I'm not mistaken, with records and whatnot. Uh, couldn't cut it in the NFL. Uh, got cut by his hometown Tampa Bay Bucks, who made him one of the highest draft picks in kicking NFL kicker history. And the kicking was so bad in the NFL yesterday for the first time since he's been cut. I was hearing his name last night, Roberto Aguayo. And uh, so you just never know. It's just unpredictable. unpredictable. Kicking is its an art and an unpredictable one at that. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to get a phone call. I think he will after what we saw yesterday. Cleveland Browns on the line. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah, you've seen it, John, where you, sometimes the kicker doesn't make out at one place or another, maybe half a dozen. All of a sudden, he latches onto a team. Something happened in the uh, transition, and he has a lot, nice long career. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, we shall see. Uh, fascinating subject, but... Again, great game game by Alabama. Uh, Looming down the road will be the Alabama-LSU game. LSU made quite a statement, uh, to say the least, on Saturday. And why don't we take our break now, but we'll talk a little LSU-Auburn on the other side. to the pros we, we cover, everything. cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your 
your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 888 346-9144 or you can email me at iir at comcast.net and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert A.P. Stedham veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well and A.P. we closed the previous segment talking about kicking uh, both in college and the NFL and uh, the game of the day on Saturday was absolutely the LSU-Auburn game. LSU finally broke through, it felt like, with the you know with that signature win under Ed Argeron to really just put this whole season in a different light and their whole situation with quarterback, new quarterback Joe Burrow uh, in just a different light than the uh, LSU program has been for a couple of years. And, you know, good for them. But the key to the game, the winning, <laughs> was the what I loved. The, the kicker won the game in Auburn with a uh, cold-blooded veins, fabulous kick at the buzzer to win it. A walk-off kick, again, in front of whatever, 80,000, 90,000 in Auburn. Best part? He actually played last year and previous years at Assumption College in nearby Worcester, Massachusetts, uh, 40 minutes from where I'm broadcasting at this moment. And I'm just loving that story, as is most of the nation. John, it's a fabulous story. I had a chance to speak to the folks at Assumption last weekend, and there were people were asking me about the Auburn LSU game, and I said it might come down to the two kickers. Uh, Daniel Carlson's younger brother, Under Carlson, is the uh, k- kicker for the Tigers, and uh, Cole Tracy is the kicker for the Tigers in Baton Rouge. And and Cole, he was the second leading all-time single-season scorer as a kicker, uh, 148 points he, he delivered for the assumption last season. So he was an outstanding transfer kicker and LSU picked the right one because he is on fire. I mean, he's he made three against Auburn and 
Uh, he made uh, tied the school record with a 54-yarder in his very first game against Miami on a neutral site, Arlington, Texas. So he was terrific. He's just missed one, I think, at this point. He's he's uh, seven of eight, and of course, he'll always be noted as beating Auburn on the road with that 42-yard walk-off. A truly signature kick. I mean, you know, we see game-winning kicks on a you know fairly regular basis, but you know some are better and more memorable than others. And this was one of those. <laughs> you know, it was just a signature kick because going back to how I just introduced this segment, you know, it just, that single kick makes everyone look at LSU differently than they did before the kick. There's no other way to say it. You know, and, and the other big key is obviously, and I really like this guy because I like his story, is Joe Burrow. I watched that Miami game. Uh, as well, the season opener where they uh, pretty much thrashed Miami. And, uh, and you know, uh, that's when I first found out their kicker had played at Assumption College. And But Joe Burrow, you know, a guy that just stuck it out behind J.T. Barrett at Ohio State. And if I have the story right, was still sticking it out right up until the, you know, Dwayne Haskins was named the starting quarterback, and he looks great, by the way, Dwayne Haskins. Uh, but, you know, Joe Burrow, as is now possible for all these players, I mean, you talk about a seismic event, he just took his talents down to Baton Rouge, and it's clear he loves it there, and more importantly, it's clear that his teammates love him. And Saturday for him was, uh, again, you know, uh, kind of a career-changing moment for him. And, you know, watch out for LSU. Suddenly they're back on the map in a big way. Yeah, absolutely. Joe Burrow, I think people will continue to watch his progress. John, he's, I don't think, will be a high-percentage passer, but he right. has the capability to make those third-down throws. And you don't have to count first down and second down. If you can get it done on third down, that's fine. But I think, you know, that's the the style of quarterback play that you will see from Joe Burrow with LSU. And he's an an upgrade in the last 10 years plus at that position. And LSU, you know, they have the talent all around him at the various positions uh, throughout the the years. But the quarterback has been one place where they've just really had uh, zero production. And it's it's hurt them on the national level. Yeah, they win plenty of SEC games, but... You want to be in that national league, you got to win those tight ball games, and you need good play from your quarterback, and which has been lacking for a very, very long time. Very long time. Yes, you could probably make the case that it cost, you know, less miles his job, both the ability to apparently not recruit one and not have one uh, at the ready. Uh, but you know, <clears throat> to me, Joe Burrow and what he did Saturday, and for that matter, even the Miami game to a degree. Is the classic, you know, it's not about statistics. It's about, you know, what does he do on third down? What does he do at the end of the game? And is he a leader? And this guy certainly comes across to me as a big-time leader. I mean, you know, there's just... uh, Right now, it appears to be a marriage made in heaven, him and LSU, and which I just think is terrific. You know, LSU is like... College football is a better place when LSU is good. Uh, Same with the SEC West. Yes. You know, it's just better. Yeah. Whether you like them or whether you don't, it's 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 more fun for everybody, I think. Oh, yeah, because, you know, that Saturday night in Baton Rouge is a special venue in college football. And 
anytime you can, you know, be there at Baton Rouge on a Saturday night is it's a great, a great event. Right. Speaking of which, when will Alabama be in Baton Rouge this year? Because that's already starting. Uh, never too early to look ahead, right, AP? And it's already looking like a potential game of the year. I think so. I mean, uh, LSU's got quite the schedule beforehand, but uh, correct. You know, either way, you know, they've been, they've been trying to beat Alabama for a while. It's important for Ed Orgeron, no matter what happens prior to that game, when Alabama comes to town, all the recruits, all the fan base, all the uh, sports administration at LSU and the Tiger Nation, they'll be looking, can you compete and whip Alabama? Exactly. And that so is that'll the first be weekend in Saturday. Yeah, the first weekend in Saturday, November. Saturday, November third. Um, you know, uh, obviously, a very good chance Alabama comes in undefeated. And no matter what LSU has done between now and then, assuming they're just obviously playing well, which I think is safe to assume, uh, they don't have to be undefeated if. If Alabama comes in undefeated and LSU is having a, a a great year, which certainly seems possible after Saturday, then then you know we've got you know one of the games of the year because it what you just said Saturday night in Baton Rouge, Death Valley, it's legendary. So uh, yes, that should be great, and uh, so yeah, I I think it's going to be fun. I, that was just a great game to watch. It really was, um, you know. You don't get them every Saturday. You get them a couple Saturdays a year. Just those games that, you know, from moment one are just compelling, fascinating, seemingly played at like, you know, in fifth gear. And this was one of those games. So uh, I really enjoyed that one, I must say. SEC at its finest, shall we say. Yeah, it really was a great ball game. I mean, Auburn, they're, they're trying to be in contention for. Oh, yeah. The, the playoffs and, you know, win the SEC title. And so it'll be a little bit longer road for them, a little bit tougher because they'll have to go on the road at Alabama and Georgia the last two out of three games to end the season. But it's possible. I mean, they have a good team. They're capable. They have a good defense, quarterback, wide receivers. Their running game is improving, but they have to cut down on the mistakes. I think they had over 100 yards in penalties, and LSU was around 90-something, if I recall. Correct. Correct. Well, AP, uh, hard to believe we're at the end of another segment. Uh, we still have a few more games to get to, including really what was a seismic upset uh, that's going to certainly affect, if not the balance of college football, in my mind, uh, top 10 college football playoff, uh, certainly the Big Ten, and we'll get to that on the other side of the break. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Beat the crowds and fill that freezer early by tuning into the revolution with Jim and Trev. We're discussing Deer Week and handing out season tips to make your 2018 deer hunts more successful. Joining us is Lee and Tiffany Lakoski of Crush with Lee and Tiffany, Mark Drury from Bow Madness and Drury's 13, and Jill Gector with Cinch Jeans. Jim and Trav's Deer Craze is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is uh, next Monday night's Pittsburgh Steelers at Tampa Bay Bucks game. Uh... Between what Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Bucks are doing and the troubles the Steelers are having, it's must-see TV in my book. So uh, can't wait for that one. Um, but, AP, we were talking last segment, uh, ended mentioning a seismic upset over the weekend in college football. And what that was, of course, was Brigham Young going into Madison and beating Wisconsin. And I think, you know, and this is the highest of high compliments, I've become so used to Wisconsin basically winning the Big Ten East, potentially, you know, uh, being in the Big Ten championship game, possibly the college football playoff in the mix. So to see them lose at home to Brigham Young, uh, you know, with the veteran quarterback, Alex Hornibrook and... The great runner, Jonathan Taylor, was really a shocker. And from the Big Ten point of view, which I follow very closely, uh, a seismic event and also pretty huge on the national stage as well. Yeah, John, I was surprised that that a score would uh, BYU. I think they were unranked. Is that right? I think I don't Correct. think they were ranked, to tell you the truth. BYU, and, I believe, you know, was unranked, yes. Yeah, so you know you're a, you're a ranked team in Wisconsin. They were always strong at home, good running attack, and able to neutralize those type of teams with their passing game. But uh, the Big Ten this year, I think Northwestern lost this weekend. Michigan State the prior weekend. Penn State struggled early, but they seem to be moving in the right direction. But they're still, and you know, Michigan uh, got beat by Notre Dame the first week, but 
there's still chances for a Big Ten team, I believe, uh, you know, to be in the college football playoffs. You still have Ohio State's undefeated, but I, I believe a one-loss team from that group is going to make the college football playoff. I think you're probably right. In Ohio State looked, uh, they look great. What can you say? Urban Meyer obviously returning this Saturday. Uh, they beat a terrific TCU team in Texas. Uh, solid effort on their part. It was close for a while. and uh, But no, Ohio State looks like the real deal. Uh, they, of course, will be traveling to Penn State a week from Saturday, Saturday, September 29th. Whiteout game in Happy Valley, Urban Meyer's first road game back since his suspension ended basically today. Um, so... Uh, that's a game to keep, keep keep our eye on. I know I'll be watching a week from Saturday, to say yeah. the least. But the other big story to me, AP, is just the incredible fall of Florida State. They got beaten badly by Syracuse. They were lucky to escape Samford uh, two weeks ago. And, of course, Virginia Tech handled them down in Doak Walker in Tallahassee in the season opener. And I read this morning where there's a GoFundMe page to buy out Willie Tigert's contract. <laughs> That's about all you need to know yeah. <laughs> as, as, for, yeah. as far as the unrest of, of uh, Seminole fans, to put it mildly. Uh, the, how the mighty have fallen so far, so fast. It's incredible. Yeah, John, I really do not understand because it's not like he's a first-year or first-time coach. Correct. And he's been successful at, at, at a school in Florida. South Florida. South Florida, USF. And you're thinking, yeah, USF, so you're thinking that, okay, so maybe we're not winning the game in my first year, but we're not even competing. And Correct. And you have athletes that many teams would want, you know, star players, game makers. Uh, you know, he was highly recruited. I know Alabama looked at him. And, oh, yeah. Uh, wanted him, but so I... I I cannot understand, and you're an offensive-minded coach, that's your forte, and your team cannot seem to get in the end zone or near the end zone. Correct. You know, obviously he went, he left USF to go out to Oregon, <laughs> the very epitome of offensive firepower, in their, at least in their history. Yeah. Uh, yes, and then... But he left after one year because, you know, Florida State was his dream job, and I can appreciate why, Florida native and all that. Um, yeah. But, boy, it just couldn't be off to a worse start. And, you know, they're not Alabama, but, boy, I, I got to tell you, AP, when I think of, like, schools just dripping with superior talent, Florida State's right at the top of that list in my book and has been for years and years. That's what I think of when I think of oh, Florida yeah, State just – Talented, talented players up and down the roster, depth, all of it. Yeah, they they carried a league, an entire league for decades. Exactly. You know, they're, exactly. They're one of the yeah, best, ACC. best teams. You know, ACC. Yeah. So I I'm I'm very I'm puzzled. I just don't have any answers. I don't know what the reason that Willie Taggart's teams cannot score, and then. They don't play any defense, obviously. Now they're giving up 30 points a game, whatever it may be. Uh, so they don't have a chance to win if you can't even uh, stop a team. Correct. And I guess really the point I'm making, AP, is I don't think it's talent. 
So it has to be something else, and I have no idea what it is. <laughs> but you know, I just don't. Yeah. Um, so it's really, really just uh, pretty incredible to uh, you know to try to figure out. But it is really one of the shocking, if not the the shocking story, you know, of this young season. Um, I'll tell you who else. Speaking of the young season, and someone I've been super impressed with as we do get down to our final couple minutes here we you know the Oklahoma quarterback the first pick of the Oakland A's I heard a funny line about him that I believe the Oakland A's signed him so he is actually making more money than coach Lincoln Riley <laughs> when, when have you heard that before about a college athlete right I, I haven't heard that, especially in this day and age Joe yeah I mean I assume what that means is, you know, we all know the Oakland A's drafted him. I assume, and I know they let him play. College football gave their permission. So I assume they signed him. And he's making more money than his coach. I thought that was just a fabulous line. Like you said, I haven't heard that before. <laughs> and, uh, but he is, he is special. And, boy, he show, he like, he's like, a, a, you know, Patrick Mahomes' little brother or something. <laughs> just firing 60-yard darts around the field and a fabulous <laughs> runner to boot. Yeah, yeah, he'll be in the Heisman Trophy race for sure. And it, it proves something to you that at Oklahoma, I mean, they, they have a good system for quarterbacks. If you get somebody, I mean, that can throw the football, but, you know, not everybody's like him and Baker, uh, Baker Mayfield, but they're, they're willing to put it all in the hands of one player. Exactly. Kyler Murray. Um he is just flat out fun to watch. We're talking like Doug Flutie level of fun to watch. Um, special, special, special. You know, across the board. Again, already signed by the Oakland A's as a first round draft pick. AP, hard to believe it. We're at the end of our show. It always goes quickly, especially this time of year. But thank you, as always, for your great perspective and expertise, especially on Alabama football. Hey, John, thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Look forward to next time. As do I, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And we'll talk sports again next week.